Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of Catapulting Commissions. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. So I am incredibly humbled and honored to have our guest with us today. First, let's explain something here. The number one question that you reach out to me is how to improve my sales? How do I gain more commissionable dollars? How does my business grow? And I often ask back to every client, well, who knows what you do? And many times, people who know what you do, that that's really where, I mean, that's a million dollar question, because the answer often is, well, not enough people. And I'm always pounding the pavement. I'm always sending emails. And I will share with you, this has been the secret sauce for my personal brand. This has been the secret sauce for my business. Let me tell you a little bit about Rob and his team at Best Seller Publishing. But even more impressive, when you go down and you look up Best Seller Publishing, you look up Rob Cosberg, there's some really well-known people that Rob has helped build and branded and has grown. Russell Brunson, co-founder of ClickFunnels has said this about our guest today. Rob is one of the kings at helping people get their idea out of their minds, onto pages, and into the marketplace. I've seen him do it over and over and over again. I don't think there's anyone in the world who has published more successful books than Rob. For Guys, I mean, that's the founder of ClickFunnels. So let's be honest here. We got a big name guest with us, Rob Cosberg. Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. Hey, I'm so happy to be with you, Anthony. I'm uh, a fan of yours. Uh, we've been friends for a little while and uh, just excited about all the stuff you're doing. So it's an honor to be with you. Man, I appreciate having you here. Likewise, Rob, let's jump into this. So you, you're currently the, the founder of Best Seller Publishing, but that wasn't always the case. You, no. you, you, you have a sales background yourself and you have made a pivot to helping others bring their books to market. Can you tell us a little about that story that got you from your previous sales background to where you're at today? Yeah. Um, and that's a good question. You know, I, um, I share a lot of the similar things on podcasts, but this is a little bit different, um, you know, because there is a sales focus. I mean, I, I am a sales guy. I mean, my first kind of official sales job, if you will, was at 18. I got my real estate license because my dad owned a real estate company. And uh, my, my dad told me how to succeed in real estate. He said, be the first one in the office, print out the expired listings, get the newspaper, look up the FISBOs for sale by owners and start cold calling. And you know what? I was a dumb kid, 18 years old. I didn't know any better. I was in college, working my way through college. And I did what he said. And my, my second month in real estate, I sold five houses. Um, for an 18 year old, let me tell you, that's a lot of cash. And I uh, bought a brand new Corvette the next month. <laughs> I mean, what else do you do when you're 18 years old, right? Bought a brand new vet. I bought my first investment property at 18. Um, and his advice to me 
I stuck with for the next on and off 20 plus years. Now I say that to say this, after 20 years of pounding the pavement like that, I was looking for another way. <laughs> Fair enough. I, mean, I didn't want to make cold calls anymore. I, I, um, I was the hunter. I was always on the hunt for the next, and that stuff works. There's no doubt it works. And if you're getting started, it's a good way to do it. But around the early 2000s, I started to discover marketing and authority marketing. Uh, where you can kind of shift the game from instead of being the one that's hunting the next client, um, what I like to say is, um, you know, we we shift people from being the hunter to being the hunted. And we do that with a best-selling book. Um, you know, I, I learned about marketing and um, and I kind of was able with my own best-selling book for a new business that I had started in the financial services field to uh, completely kind of transform this me pounding the phones to now me just, you know, picking up the phone, if you will. You know, I hear that authority marketing is how you described it. I mean, Rob, that's that's like the holy grail for salespeople. We would love to just show up in our office, have our emails pop up, our phone ring, sell me your stuff. I want to buy whatever you're selling. Right. And, and that, that frustration that people get from, from pounding or, or I don't even say it's frustration. It really is. It's just the tedious part of the job and not everyone, not everyone can handle it. There's a lot of, there's more no's than yeses. It gets a little frustrating. So when, when, when a brand wants to say, or a business person wants to say, okay, I want to switch my method. I want to go from, having to always outbound to being that authority, what process or what steps do they, what steps do you lay out for someone to get to that point? Yeah. I, you know, let, let's take away, um, let's take away the tactical things of a book and other things. And let's just, let's just think about theory for a minute. Um, theory and, and what I believe will be shown true to anybody's life that's listening is we want to deal with people that we consider to be the best in their field. If we consider them to be the best in their field, we already know they're going to be more expensive than a kind of lower tier option. We also know that they're going to be more sought after and more well-known than these lower or cheaper options. And I I created something that I call the hierarchy of desire. And it's basically as you become more desirable, your income automatically increases. So at the bottom of the pyramid would be like a generalist or even a specialist, someone with some initials after their name. But when the, the market begins to see you as an expert or a thought leader or at the very top of the pyramid, a celebrity, you become off the charts desirable. So from a theoretical basis, we need to move up from the bottom of that pyramid as a generalist or even a specialist so that we're beginning to be viewed in our prospects' eyes as an expert, a thought leader, a celebrity. And so then it becomes a matter of how do I do that? And we do it in a very simple manner. We do it with a best-selling book, because number one, everybody knows that 
those at the top of their field are authors and and they're the ones that quote unquote wrote the book on it, right? And then you add to that media, podcasts, blogs, TV, real television, radio. When someone appears on these media channels speaking about their expertise and they're a best-selling author, then there's no other way to classify them but as an expert or a thought leader. And the more they do it, the more they become a celebrity in the eyes of the marketplace. And so that that is what changed. That's the game changer right there for people. Yeah. I mean, going from unknown to known, we all want to experience that. And to hear you say that the, the hierarchy of desire, I mean, it is so true. I mean, I think about it right now. I, I, you know, I love personal development. I have people that I'm in, involved in different masterminds. Right. I promise you, I can't pick up the phone and call Tony Robbins and say, Hey man, how much would you charge me for a coaching call? One, right. I don't know if he does it, but two, I know what some of his one day masterminds cost. And you're like, okay, you're, you're paying for him, his experience, his legacy. That process is, and, I, and I'm saying this catapulting commissions, family, bestseller publishing rob helped launch the catapulting commission's book and i say this unendorsed what rob just laid out is incredibly true to the purest of pure of honesty the more people who know who you are the more reputation you have the higher you can charge i mean it's just it's and and i hate saying that because there's people on here who've, who've who worked with me and who said no I, it's you know what it's developing a business. And I love how you said that the hierarchy of desirability or desire. Yeah. So is, is anyone in a position to develop that? I mean, there's, there's someone listening to this right now that's saying, you know what, that works great for, that works great for Anthony, right? He's, he's a sales guy. He wants to do sales leadership training. I'm do eyelash extensions. I do different things, whatever it may be. How does this work for me? Is there somebody that this model doesn't work for? You know, I don't think so, uh, to be really honest with you. I mean, uh, you just pulled a crazy uh, example, uh, you know, out of the out of the hat there. Someone that does eyelash extensions. You know, I've never searched this on YouTube, but I bet if you went on YouTube and you started searching it, you would find people with millions of views on makeup and facials and eyelash extensions and those kinds of things. These people are celebrities and they make millions of dollars and they are highly, highly specialized. Now, does somebody that that is doing eyelash, eyelash extensions need a book? Probably not, but you still need celebrity. So celebrity can be created in your instance in a different way, like on YouTube or or something like that. For anybody that is a professional, like you're a you're an expert or you're selling in the expert space or you're selling to the C-suite or you're selling to, geez, I mean, I've done books for roofers who have exploded their business with a book on roofing for crying out loud, woodworking. It, you know, if, if you are in a, a brick and mortar type business, then it's hard to imagine how a book could not help you to grow and expand your celebrity and and thereby your income and your impact in the world. Um, so yeah, even in a crazy example, celebrity is what makes or breaks it. You know, I, I love what you said. And and that that example comes, my, my wife, who had a long background in medical sales, COVID 
gave us an opportunity, uh, a blessing in disguise, gave us an opportunity to pivot. She now owns an eyelash studio and is <laughs> and, and is in the process of being certified to do eyelash extensions. But I've said, I'm like, we're going to make your studio a celebrity within our market, maybe national, because one, it's 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 something that not a lot of people do. And it's it's almost on the framework that you just shared right now. So I love yep. hearing examples of other brick and mortar places can do that. But as I, as I look at this, Rob, here's one thing that, that you know, and we're going to give out some secret sauce here. Not many people know, Rob really helped give me some of that framework for catapulting commissions. I had all these ideas. And if I, and I, I don't know if you remember, Rob, I came to you and I was like, hey, I want to write a motivational book. I want to inspire yeah. the world. And you're like, well, yeah. who's going to, I mean, we got to, we got to get some clarity on this. So how, what is someone right now listening and saying, that's great, Rob, I don't have an idea or I don't know how to, I don't know how to conceptualize my idea. What does that process look like for someone to say, okay, I got concept. Now I want to have a book. I, you know, I always tell people start as narrow as possible. Um, you know, if you're, if you're selling something and you're an expert in that arena, that's what you should write about. Um, the first thing people do, and the common mistake is, is the path that you were on previously, Anthony, which was you were thinking about reaching as large a population as possible. And to do that, you were going to go more general and, and share things that are self-help and motivational and inspirational. And that's fine. The problem is the money is not in the royalties or the sales of your book. The money is in the sales of your expertise in your marketplace. Now, as you grow, that may be, you know, book two or three or four or down the road. But the real opportunity is always in your expertise. And so I always tell people, look, if you're an expert on something, if you're selling something and you're an expert on that or you're a business owner and you're an expert on that, that's what you need to write your book about. You're not going to sell a million copies of your poetry book. You're not going to sell a million copies of your self-help book. Even Anthony Robbins has a hard time doing that. and He's got the biggest audience in the world. You need a book that you can make really millions of dollars with, even if it only sells a thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand copies. And you know, my my last book, published, wrote profit. Uh, I I earn, you know, two to three million bucks a year using just that book. Not not all the other stuff I do. Just that book bringing me new clients. And it's not because I'm selling two million copies a year. Believe me, uh, it's because people are coming to me and say, you know what, I want my book done right. And I've been trying to get it done right for 10 years and I can't. And you're the expert on it. You're the Wall Street Journal bestselling author on it. Can you help me? Sure. Let's see. Um, that's what you want to do. Narrow. Go narrow first. Yeah, yeah, that focus specialty. It was, I remember leaving, uh, you know, and I was one of your unique clients because we lived close to each other at the time. But yeah. I remember leaving, calling my wife saying, okay, I, I'm going to revamp my whole idea. And we're going to just go completely in this section, which for those who read the Catapulting Commission's book, it really is a goal-setting book specifically for sales. And if you want to go even more specific, for your sales goal for the upcoming year, quarter, month, what your next sales goal is. It's not a sales training book. I'm not, I'm not joining the masses of, of here's all the cool ways to get someone to say yes, although I do that. And, I, and I've done that on the podcast. And I've done that at other parts. But my, my introduction to the marketplace was, I'm going to teach you how to achieve this one goal. That's it. 
and it's going to have yeah. to be a sales goal. So I love how you've done that. You you mentioned publish, profit, promote, which I I remember getting my copy, reading my copy, and it made so much sense. Can you walk us through that framework for publish, profit, promote, and catapult the commission family? I wouldn't be doing you a justice if I didn't ask Rob to share this with you because you when you have something that changes your life, you always want to share it with somebody else. I have. I've had some incredible guests on the show. We've had some really massive sales entrepreneurs, but if I pick someone who's changed my life, Rob and his team is that. So that's why I'm really going to have him dive down on this framework. So what is that framework from publish, profit, promote? Uh, well, it's publish, promote, profit. The profit Shoot. comes at the end. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, and we want to make profit as quickly as possible. So, so, you know, the, the profit is important, at least it is to my clients. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's a couple of different ideas. So one of the ideas is, you know, I, I was thinking about the number of, of like failed authors that there are. And when I say failed authors, that may be a harsh way to put it, but I, what I mean is uh, they either, they fail in a number of places. They fail to ever finish their book uh, or they fail to publish their book or actually they finished it, published it, but they fail to ever sell any copies of it and ultimately fail to make any kind of profit for all of this time and energy invested in it. And the whole idea of if you build it, they will come is ridiculous. That that works in the movies with Kevin Costner, but it doesn't work in real life. Uh, you still need to market it and sell it. So um, Publish Pro Profit is like the entire ecosystem of everything that needs to take place from conception of an idea to the actual writing, publishing, marketing to successful bestseller, and then all the different ways to actually profit from the book. And it's quite honestly, um, you know, quite different than most people think. Um, most people fail because they think they need to sit down and write a thousand words a day, and that's how they're going to finish their book. And they never finish it that way because that doesn't work for 99% of the people that get started. Uh, or they're writing on the completely wrong topic. You know, they're uh, now if they're doing it for passion, sure. But if they're doing it for impact and income, you need a, a good framework for all of that. And so, you know, I, I basically looked at, um, you know, the thousand plus uh, authors that we've successfully published. And I said, you know, what is what are the mistakes and what are the, the frameworks to really see success happening? And that's where the book came from. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode. I hope you're enjoying what you have heard thus far. Have you heard the good news? The international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions, has been named a 2021 Selling Power Magazine book recommendation. And I want to thank you, the Catapulting Commissions family. You can claim a free copy by texting hello to 661 228 8967. You can also find out more information at catapultingcommissions.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. You know, to hear and go with, it's not about the number of units or copies sold. And I, I would even go in further and say, you know, when I tell people I sold the book, like, oh, you know, how's the royalties? Like, I, 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 I don't check. I really don't. I, I haven't checked royalties in, in maybe a year. But what I do know is I do know units are moving. What I do know is the amount of people that are coming into my 
funnel for my business are growing month in, month out. And it really does become the modern day business card, the modern day credibility card. So you've, you've, you've found a segment where people can grow their business by doing something that everybody wants to do. Everybody says, I want to write a book. And I was one of those people. And I did everything you said. I stood at a blank screen. I typed out a thousand words. I couldn't get it out. So right. when, when people come and go through your process of getting that book concept to paper is is there um i mean i don't know i don't know how much you want to share with the the audience but i'm gonna share it all okay can we talk about the process your hybrid process i think it's i think i don't want to i don't know if it's hybrid ghostwriting hybrid whatever the processes you use for the book to get the words on paper because i still do that to this day with all my blogs which has been a game changer in my life and i wish i would have learned this 20 years ago and it's incredibly simple but so valuable yeah, I, I um I discovered this um and I've never heard anybody teach on it uh and maybe they have but maybe it was somewhere in my subconscious but um you know when I wrote my first book uh Life After Debt for my financial services company back in 2008 um I made all of the same mistakes that that you talk about and um the the bigger mistake that I made is I wrote a very large check to a ghostwriter, traditional ghostwriter, to write my book for me. And um, I thought that was my only option. I, I failed at trying to gut it out. So let me just go ahead and pay a traditional ghostwriter. And the way traditional ghostwriting works is basically it's like a Q&A. It's almost like this podcast. So tell me, uh, tell me about your published pro-profit system. Tell me, tell, you know, and, and you talk about it. I talked about it. We did this for a number of months. She got all this content from me. And came back to me, I don't know, three, four, five months later and said, hey, I, I got your book, got your first draft. I'd like to like to share with you. I was like excited beyond belief. And uh, it was like 186 pages. I still remember 83 or 86. And I started reading. And by the time I got to like the first chapter, I knew this is horrible. Like, like we're, this isn't going to work. Um, and it wasn't because it was poorly written. It was really well written. It was written better than I could have written it. The problem was it, it wasn't written in my voice. It didn't sound like me. It wasn't like full of my um, uniqueness, which I think every author really wants. Well, I, I came to learn as I started doing this for others that this is a common problem in traditional ghostwriting. And so I thought, well, we need to come up with something that is a hybrid between you know, the voice that you naturally speak and write with and a ghostwriter that can actually do all of this for you. And so um, what I noticed, uh, and I think what you're referencing um, about using for your blogs and all of that is I noticed that like TED Talks are, are all, the best TED Talks are all kind of formulated the same way. They start with a really compelling story from someone's childhood or trauma or difficulty, oftentimes there's like this open loop where they don't culminate the story. And then they start sharing what they learned from the story, uh, the, the points. There may be some science in there or some facts in there. Then they come back around, they close the loop, they close the story, and they conclude. And it's about 17, 18 minutes long. 
which I thought that's like the perfect length of a chapter, 10, 15 pages, 20 minutes to read. And so we started helping our clients craft their content using this formula. And what we found is that we were able to capture both their voice because that's the story, the context, and the the content, which is the, the points that they're making, the facts that they want to share. And we can do it all in a compelling way. And so that that's where hybrid ghostwriting was born. And I trademarked it. And, and uh, you know, it's kind of part of our proprietary secret sauce. And anybody in one sense can take what I'm sharing and, and, and use it just like, like you do for your blog post. And it's a simple framework. There's other elements to it, but it's that framework that makes for like real compelling copy. You know, I have heard the best testament to this hybrid ghostwriting is anyone who knows me and has read my book comes back and says that that's such an easy read. It's just yeah. like talking to you. It, it, it's literally, it. it's hearing your voice. And, and I like you when, when I knew I wanted to bring a book and I knew that that was the next thing I started, I started gauging all the different options that existed. Some were intimidating, some I didn't trust yours fell right in that perfect niche because of this reason it's going to yeah. be your voice. And I, and I remember, I remember Austin on your team saying, you know, this will be your voice. And I, and that was the one thing I got, I got home and told my wife and said, I don't want to spend the time, energy and money. If this isn't my voice, because my plan is to build this for longevity. And I don't want anyone to read this book. Like, dude, that's nothing like you, but if you, right. it's so, it's, it's so my voice that when I do, when I appear on other people's podcasts and they reference something from the book, I'm like, Oh Yeah it's my life. It's my story. It's my, it's my, it's my words. It's my terminology. I love that component of it. So, yeah. Um, you know, you, there's a, there's some experience, not some experience. There's a major life experience that you, you have Rob, that I want to spend the last few minutes here on talking about, because right now we are in an incredibly unpredictable time, right? The COVID pandemic, if you know, by the time that this, this show comes to air, it'll be one year, one year that we've been dealing with a pandemic and every parts of the country have it. The one area that's concerning people is entrepreneurs and small businesses. How's my business going to survive? How's my business going to grow? You've made some pivots in your life, your business, life after death, which, you know, you know, I'll share this, you know, and I'll let you share the story and how that book came to be because you had a pivot in your life that brought uh, that brought bestseller publishing to being what it is and helping the thousands yeah. of people it is, but it was also off of a pandemic, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was a financial pandemic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I didn't pivot. I was pivoted, uh -huh. uh, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, you know, I've already shared how I got into real estate. I was in real estate on and off um, for you know a number of years. Um, and for most accounts was very successful. Um, in the early 2000s, my business was doing 100 million a year in transactions. I own millions of dollars in real estate personally. Uh, we flipped houses, we did everything. And of course, in 2007, this is in South Florida, in 2007, um, you know, when the financial crisis hit, um, you know, I mean, I, I had never experienced anything like that before in my life. And so, you know, I had a very big business. I had dozens of employees. And my expectation was that, you know, this is going to pass in three months, six months, nine months. And I basically went broke waiting for it to, to pass. I mean, I spent uh, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars I, I lost during that period of time. Uh, 
it was, you know, looking back, it was a massive blessing in disguise because in one sense, I was sick of real estate and I was looking to get out. I didn't want to get out that way. So don't, don't get me wrong. I was hoping I'd sell out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and move on. Um, but you know, I, I used it, um, that really, really painful time. And, you know, I shut the doors to my office in April of 2008 after, you know, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in paying payroll and other things to kind of wait it out. And, uh, even if I had millions of dollars, you couldn't have waited out because it went on for, for years. Uh, the financial markets were never the same. And I, I pivoted to a, uh, a financial services company and I had a couple of mentors in the marketing space because that's when I was starting to pivot away from this hardcore cold calling and, and, and move towards more authority marketing or position marketing. And uh, I asked them if they were in my position, all I've ever been known for is real estate. Uh, how would, how, how best should I reposition myself? And both of them independent of each other suggest that I write a book. And, um, for whatever reason, it, it resonated with me. And, um, I wrote my first book, which was called life after debt. I made a lot of mistakes. I, I shared some of those mistakes. I wrote big checks to people that failed me. Uh, I tried everything, all different kinds of marketing that failed. And, uh, I'll never forget, um, the, the, the moment when like everything clicked was, uh, I sent the books out to a bunch of local uh, radio stations, TV stations, that kind of thing. And, um, I had a local radio station tell me, you know, Hey, we, you know, this is 2009. Um, it took me a year plus to get the book written after the, you know, debacle with the ghostwriter. And, um, and so this is 2009, maybe late 2009. And, um, the, they said, look, we're still in the midst of this. We'd love to have a financial expert on, and, uh, you know, we see that you're the author of, of this book. So come on into the radio station. We'll do an interview. It was like a five minute interview. Uh, so it, you know, went great. I loved it. I'm kind of, a, I love to do that anyway, you know, and talk about my thing. If you're in sales, you, you, you know, you, you know what I mean by that. And, um, and I remember that night they replayed the, um, the five minute interview and that same night, that day that I was in the radio station, that very evening, I got a telephone call. It was about six o'clock at night. And um, the uh, I answered the phone. I was the only one in the office. It was basically me and an assistant at that time. And um, I answered the phone and I said, you know, hey, uh, financial services, this is Rob. And the lady on the other line said, is this Rob Kosberg? And, um, you know, I was like, uh, you know, do I owe you money? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I didn't say that, but you know, I mean, you know how that is when you're going through calamity. And, um, I said, yes, it's Rob. And she goes, this is Rob. I, I heard you, you're the, the author of life after debt. And I heard you on the radio today. And I was like, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is Rob. We spoke for about 20 minutes. She became a client right on the spot. I didn't need to do any selling. Uh, I was already like, the answer to her prayers, uh, if you will, um, because she heard me on the radio. She trusted me. She, she knew I was the author of the book. And that day, the very first day, um, changed everything. We started, um, going on radio, uh, regularly, uh, I ended up having my own terrestrial radio show. This is pre podcast. And, um, that business went from zero to a million bucks in revenue, uh, in less than a year or around a year. 
and uh, then multi-millions. And this was still in 2010, 2011, when everybody else was still failing, you know, businesses were crashing. And that's when people started asking me, how are you doing it? What, what are you doing? And I was like, it's my book. I'm using my book in conjunction. Like we would give away like 200 copies a week on the radio. Just, hey, if you want a copy, I'll get it to you. And, and then I had a sales team basically just calling people or talking to people as they called in for their free book and, and closing deals. I mean, it was the simplest thing in the world, but, um, but it worked like gangbusters. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And the reason, the reason I asked that, and, and I, and I knew, I knew a lot of that history, but the reason I asked that is catapulting commissions family. We talk often about adversity, planned adversity, unplanned adversity. How do you overcome? And you yeah. hear the story of Rob saying, okay, I was forced to pivot, but I would bet that there was not a doubt in Rob's mind that he knew Hey, you're forcing my hand to pivot. I'm going to find something. Not sure what it is, but he found his success. He found a second calling, third calling. I mean, he's had multiple successful careers. But what I love there is the 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 act as if the the, the I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out. Like come hell or high water, I I have payroll, I have bills, I have mortgage, I have a family. So I love hearing your vulnerability on that. And it's not something that we talk about often on the catapulting commission show because everyone is incredibly talented at selling. Everyone has a story, but when you hear somebody as successful as you overcoming that adversity, that's incredibly inspiring. So thanks for that, man. Well, well, thanks for saying that. I mean, let me, let me add to it just a little bit. Um, my confidence was rocked. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a kid. I was in my early forties then I'm 56 now. And I got three kids in private school. I live in an 8,000 square foot house. I'm driving a $150,000 car and I can't pay for any of it. And, um, you know, I had foreclosures and all kinds of terrible things happen. And my confidence was shot. Um, I mean, my back was up against the wall, so I had nothing else to do but act, right? So, so you, you said act as if, and I, I guess I did. Um, I, I'd say I acted as if I had no other option. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was scared. I was scared for my family. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I've been married for over 30 years now and, and my wife is great and, and we have a, an amazing relationship, but I was scared. I was the breadwinner. And so it was terrifying. And, um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful it worked out looking back, uh, with the amount of effort and energy that I put into it and the good people I had around me to advise me like the book advice. Um, wow. You know, uh, I, I guess looking back, in some ways it was inevitable, but at the moment it felt like I was pushing a boulder up a hill. I was scared. Man, I love, man, that is, that is impactful and inspiring because people see the level of success you have, Rob. And they're like, Oh, you've never experienced adversity or, Oh, it must be easy for you. And the truth is you just share it. it wasn't, you were scared. You're human. I mean, catapulting yeah. commissions family. The reason it's called catapulting, there are some down times. I mean, it really, yeah. you, you are weathering a storm. And so I love hearing that, man. That's, that's, that is incredibly, I'm like, I'm inspired hearing that story myself, Rob. Thanks brother. Thanks. Well, I'm, so, I'm glad it's uh, glad it turned out well. <laughs> good. No, yeah, absolutely. So right. <laughs> 
you know, and I'll tell you what, I bet this, Rob, if it didn't turn out well, the next one would have it because you're not the kind of guy that would have just sat back and let life, hey, here's no, your cards, I, deal it. I'm unemployable, man. No, no one would hire me and I, and I, I wouldn't last anywhere. Uh, I gotta have my own, I gotta have my own thing, but, but I, I obviously look, I'm, you know, I, I, uh, I have bestseller publishing in one sense, not because it's the way that I support my family and the families of, you know, dozens of people that are on my staff. Um, I, I, I love what I do. I, I believe in it. I'm, I am like living proof of it. Uh, and not just with one book, I've done this with multiple books. Um, and so, you know, to me, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, a passion. Uh, I, I, I enjoy it. And I love working with people like yourself. It's, it's beauty, beautiful. Good, man. Well, tell us what's next, Rob. I, I love, I love that passion that you're sharing. I love it. We're going to be wrapping up here. So I don't want to do my audience a injustice, but tell us what's next for you. Uh, any new books in the hopper? What's coming down the pipeline for you? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, there's no new business for me. It's, it's more of the same, but I do have a new book that I'm coming out with, um, you know, published pro profit probably more speaks to, uh, you know, business people, coaches, consultants, experts, and we've helped a ton of people to write their own autobiography, you know, their own kind of life story. And, um, and that is very, very important, especially as people age and they want to pass something down to their children and grandchildren. So, so I have a, a book, I'm still a few months out more than likely, but um, I'm writing a book on legacy, on writing your legacy book. And I'm very excited about that because I'm also writing a book that I'm wanting to pass on to my children and, and, and family. And if others like it, that's great, but that, that's more uh, for me than it is for, uh, for the world, if you know what I mean. So that, that book's coming up next. Um, we're doing some cool things with the media, which I always love. Uh, I may be appearing in some big media for, uh, my, my book, my last book, and also our wall street journal anthology book that's coming out soon. So, so cool things. Um, but all book related, which is neat for me. Man, I love that. And Catapult to Commission's family, we will have those links in the show notes. Uh, Rob, somebody wants to learn more specifically about you, um, bestseller publishing, what's the website, social media, how do they find you? Yeah, you know, I'd say go to, um, you could get a free copy of my book if you're interested in that. Um, all I ask is to pay a small shipping fee and we ship it out to you. But you could go to publishpromoteprofit.com and get a free copy of the book, plus some real cool bonuses, um, all, uh, all for, you know, just a small shipping charge and we'll send it right to you. And if someone wants to learn about my company, um, you know, bestsellerpublishing.org.org is a good place to check it out. Fantastic. Catapult and commissions family, bestsellerpublishing.com publish, promote profit. Although I'd love to have the profit in the beginning as you guys would <laughs> have those links. And I, I will say this get a copy of Rob's book. It's an easy read. I, when I say it's an easy read, I think my plan was oh, I'm gonna read it over the next two or three days. I, I read it in one sitting. Cause it was just, yeah. it's a page turner. It was very easy to read. I followed along with it. It made perfect sense. So if you're looking to transition from, I'm always doing the outbound marketing to having the authority marketing to being that expert in your space to really catapult your commissions to that next level. Definitely reach out to Rob's team, Rob. Thank you for joining the Catapulting Commissions podcast, my friend. Thank you, brother. Good. So good to be on with you.
Glad to have you here. Catapulting Commissions family, be sure to comment, like, subscribe, and I will see you next week. Catapulting Commissions family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.